It's the Next Level Contractor Podcast. Yeah, I'm talking about Mountain Dews, baby. Make your small business, trade, or construction company more profitable with better leads and better systems. Eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. And we're going to do it in 30 minutes or less with no bullshit. Every Monday at 7 a.m. We'll do it live! Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! And I'm here with Jesse Meehan today. What's up, Jesse? How's it going, Tim? Jesse has been doing construction administration for some time now, working through problems with people's back-end systems, really, and trying to help mitigate those problems. So he's got a little bit more knowledge than me on some topics. And I'm excited to talk with him today about onboarding new customers and how to make that you know, smoother and not be a money drain, really. Yeah, that's right. One of the, the biggest things I try to do with my contractor clients is iron out the inefficiencies. And one of the most inefficient uses of time for contractors is when they're onboarding clients, either giving away their services for free, uh, wasting their time trying to bring on a client, or potentially uh, giving clients designs, drawings, uh, really detailed estimates uh, and then the client ends up going elsewhere and they've wasted you know five ten plus hours of time wasting time doesn't matter right it's just time <laughs> it, it uh you know that's one of the biggest uh again inefficiencies with contractors is spending time elsewhere uh spending too much time on the administrative side too much time on the the front end side uh, and that's time they could be spending growing their company and making money elsewhere so it's actually one of the biggest uh biggest things that the contractors need to learn pretty quick and i can't speak to just the construction administration side but i can you know thinking about small business and our small business and stuff like that i can definitely see how it becomes very important to focus on those 20 percent of tasks that get 80 percent of the results or focusing a little bit more on the, the business development side and focusing on strategy and like the actual systems rather than just working on the the work itself and and to me this is really tied in with that like it, it's going to be very important to focus on this business development side and make sure that it's really tight and it's not losing air and losing steam and spending a bunch of extra um, hours especially if you're your hours right if you're giving time to designing out something for free that's that's ex that's expensive time right yeah, that's that's exactly it. You know, small business owners in any, in any industry, especially in the construction industry, wear those 12-hour days like a badge of honor. They put in that time, uh, you know, and just assume it's part of the job without really thinking about the effects it has on the growth of the business or really anything else. So that time's very important. That money's very important. And, uh, you know, you're going to end up getting more clients if you use that time more wisely and more efficiently than if you start, you know, spending five, 10 hours a week wasting time on uh, estimates that, that might not come home. And we know it's, it's one of those temptations as a small business owner to, to think, hey, the extra time I'm spending here is it's it's you know you call it a badge of honor it's good for my business right i'm doing the right thing i have this ethical kind of compulsion to just keep on doing these over the top things for these customers yes it's good right but 
ultimately like you're stealing from your other customers that have already paid you when you're doing that in a way. And ultimately you kind of have to figure out how to get paid for that time somehow. Right? That, that's exactly it. You know, it's, you want to go above and beyond for their customers, especially in a small business. You know, you want to make sure your customers are happy. You want to give them the best results in construction. There's ton of word of mouth. There's ton of referrals. There's ton of positive reviews online. And that's how a lot of uh, homeowners choose choose contractors. So that is very important. But like you just said, for those customers that maybe aren't clients quite yet, you know, you, you don't want to spend too much time because you're not going to get a positive referral for giving a customer a detailed estimate that they use to go elsewhere to another contractor. You know, they're going to be happy that they save that money potentially, but they're not going to go tell everyone about it, you know, unless they're going to tell them, hey, use, you know, company XYZ to do the detailed estimate and then go to another contractor and you can save yourself a thousand bucks. So we're going to do a outline of what we think the components to a successful onboarding process look like. And of course, your specifics might be a little bit different than what we're talking about here. But with your experience doing this administration for so many different companies, I just want to talk to you about the things that you feel have worked better for different companies and what has been the what are the key principles to doing this well so your first one is about feeling out the customer right yeah that's the number one thing uh is talking with the customer getting an idea of where they're actually at a lot of times when contractors will go to a customer and be like hey what's your budget what are you looking to do you know, the homeowner wants to save money, especially in the residential space. A lot of times in commercial, they're looking to spend money. They're aware they're building a business, but a homeowner is going to want to pinch pennies. Um, you know, and that's not a negative thing. They have an idea in their mind, uh, whether it's research online, whether it's talking to friends and family, maybe another contractor. Uh, but the traditionally, they're lower than what the actual cost is going to be. So you want to really get a feel. If they want to do a large addition that you think might cost $250,000 and their budget's $100,000, you know, that conversation's going to be had up front. But if they're ready to say, hey, I'm going to spend $250,300, then that'll give you a good idea of how serious they are about the project and how much time and effort you can put into it. You know, the other the other uh, idea is is kind of finding out what their thought on the timeline of the project is, if that fits with your timeline, you know, if they've talked to a lot of other contractors, how many other bids and estimates are they going to get, and really getting an idea of, you know, how serious they are about building this project and how much time you should kind of put in up up front to figure out, you know, if that's a, the project that you want to do. So if it's going to be a $300,000 project and there's a little bit of leeway in there, you can roll it in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, that's that's one way that I... You don't I, have to charge for it up front all the time, right? Not at all. Not that, at that'd all. that scare people off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. If you go buy, if you go to a, a homeowner and say, hey, it's going to be $1,000 for me to give you a really good detailed budget, you know, get bids from HVAC, electrical, plumbing, all the above, uh, you know, that that might scare them off. They, they may say, oh, well, you know, these other contractors are just going to give me an idea. So that's where you got to feel it out. Are they just looking for... Uh, a type of budget analysis and, and say, yeah, 250 seems about right. Here's kind of my general thoughts. Or are they really looking for a detailed estimate? And then from there, you can figure out if you want to do something up front and maybe have that discussion of maybe it's going to take X amount of hours, whether it's five, 10 hours, and you want to charge, you know, 500 to $1,000 up front. Or if you want to roll that into your general uh, estimate, you know, detailed estimate at the end, if you were to get the job, and then you can just build it in there and maybe even discount it a little bit to make the homeowner feel like, you know, that's a, a fair price. I really like hearing about this. And ultimately, the, the thing that we're trying to solve for 
is basically shitty prospects. Is that right? <laughs> That's 100% right. Because, you know, anyone who works in the construction industry knows, you know, for every two or three good ones, there's, you know, maybe 10 to 20, uh, you know, what you what you would call shitty prospects. You know, get people who are looking, like I said, to maybe do a $200,000 job on a $100,000 budget. And, you know, that, that gets you into a lot more problems uh, than, than you ever intend to. You know, that's, uh, that's a homeowner that's going to try to cut corners and get you, into, get you into a lot of trouble. So I usually advise my get clients not to. Get into trouble with who? With uh, yourself, with your budget, <laughs> losing money, <laughs> yeah. but also with the homeowner. Just because somebody's giving you money doesn't mean that it's a profitable project, right? Exactly. You spend, you waste a ton of time on that. And most contractors right, right now aren't necessarily just trying to fill time, they, their time is pretty filled. So it comes down to being, being able to uh, be a little bit more selective with the jobs that you do choose, having a good onboarding process. Um, and, and making that critical decision, whether it's a budget analysis or a detailed estimate, mm -hmm. you know, or whatever you call those two things, making a smart decision as quickly as you can on those things by the feeling out of the customer, you can make, you can, you can get more selective and do the right thing, right? Like, and, and that's, you know, that's ultimately, why am I talking about this? We're a marketing company and like, we want to get you more leads so that you can be more selective so you can do better work, right? Like that's ultimately what it that's, leads to. That's exactly it. Uh, you know, being selective, I think, is a key phrase right there. And that's what I would challenge any contractor out there to really be, is not just take a job to take a job, you know, not send a, a whether it's a detailed estimate or a budget analysis way under what you think just to try to get a job. You know, you need to, you need to make the money you're worth. Like Tim just said, you know, there's a lot of projects out there just because someone's paying you maybe a hundred, maybe two hundred thousand dollars, it might not be profitable if you don't do a great budget. You know, if you don't if you don't do a good job, if you don't um, you know hammer everything out right, get the changers right, all that stuff. Um, you know, there's there's a good chance you lose money on it, and and that's obviously you know not the goal. And in this market, there's a lot of jobs out there right now, uh, and being selective, finding the right jobs is is the most important thing right now. And people want to be nice. Right, you want to be nice. You you go and talk to somebody, and you're like, "Well, I think I can do this job," and you know, I like feeling good when I go to work. I want to feel good about it. I think this person's nice. I, I feel like compelled to give them some kind of thing, even though they have a low estimate. You know, they have a they have a low budget, and ultimately, I wouldn't normally do this, but I'm gonna do it for them. But what I'm trying to convince you of, and I've talked about this in the profit, the profit first podcast, as well as like you have a moral and ethical duty to yourself. You got to treat yourself right, right? You have to treat your company right. And you, if you're not, that's bad, right? You're not. You can't. Not everyone wants to scale, but you have to treat it right so that it can grow in the right ways, grow more profitable, or grow in the amount of people, and. By doing low budget work and being trying to be nice to those people, you're actually being mean to your company and you're being mean to yourself because you know you're not gonna have a profitable job. You're gonna pay yourself okay. I mean like you're gonna pay yourself for another day, but you're not gonna grow and you're not gonna grow in the right ways, grow more profitable, grow more people, whatever you're trying to do. And I think that that's a really crucial distinction because I think that People need to be nice to themselves. 
Companies need to be nice to themselves. You're in business. It's fucking hard. It's hard. It's it's a competitive industry right now, especially yeah. the way it's going right now. So be nice to yourself. That's that, what I'm saying. Be uh, nice to yourself. Make sure you bid out profitable jobs. Be more selective. It's it's crucial. And and bid what you feel you are worth. And if the homeowner or customer doesn't believe that you're worth that or wants to go the, the less expensive route, then that's not the job for you. Then that might not be the right customer for you. But the number one thing I tell my clients is if you have to add a few dollars an hour, or $10,000 more because of these certain things, you add that. You can't be scared that the homeowners going to go elsewhere because your bid's too expensive. Because when you lower your bids, when you don't charge for design, when you're trying to, as Tim just said, be too nice to the customer, that's where you lose money. That's where you lose profitability. That's where you lose growth. And that's, you know, that's the goal of the business. It's not even necessarily just growth. It's profitability. It's, it's, continuing to be profitable and the more corners you cut or the more times you try to be too nice or the more things you don't charge for the the less profitability the less growth and and the less money you're going to make in the long run so you know i think tim hit the nail right on the head there you know no pun intended about you know you got to be kind to yourself you got to be nice to yourself first you got to do what's right for your business and that doesn't make you a bad guy uh you know it's the same whether you're you're discussing change orders with clients or you know you're getting to the end of the bill and maybe there's a few few um different things that you weren't expecting you need to be upfront with the customer you need to have communication with the customer same on the uh you know just like onboarding you need to have those discussions and you need to charge what your value is because you know the second you don't the homeowner may see that as a weakness they may try to you know take advantage of your niceness i i think there's so many kind of issues you get into if you go down that road and we're being a little um prescriptive here right and ultimately there's different people and different companies and and there could be a company out there that's being too tight and crazy with mm -hmm. the the people the people that they're doing work for right they have a yeah they're, they're being overly you know they're they're charging you know, I'm, I'm just saying we're being prescriptive. You're, we're assuming you're like being overly giving. Mm -hmm. um, maybe you're not. I mean, ultimately, what would it show up like in the world if you're not? I think it shows up in the form of bad reviews mm -hmm. online and stuff like that. So there's there is this other extreme where somebody is treating people with disrespect or yeah. is not being honest about their process. And, and we're assuming you are extremely honest and you're you're being very upfront about your process and you're bidding things out at a you know a decent profit to keep your company growing and healthy but not like an exorbitant crazy profit um and you know what is that but uh i just wanted to throw it out there because we're being prescriptive and we're assuming that you're kind of an overly giving person or something but there is the alternative yeah a hundred percent you know and and you want to be fair that's that's a hundred percent right and yes, this is for the people who are too nice or maybe bidding too low or who are concerned about losing jobs they really want. So again, they're they're bidding lower and you know hoping it works itself out where it rarely does. And it's a weakness because they don't have enough leads. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And that's you know, and that's where you need to go out and get more leads, which obviously Tim yeah. you can help with is you know, that's something that um, you know, you wanna have enough enough jobs you know it's it's easy to say be selective if you have 10 jobs you know that you're bidding and, and talking to and you have a good feeling about a handful of them it's a lot harder if you have one you know that you're finishing up and you only got one that maybe will work out and you want to you know keep your your subcontractors your employees you know happy and, and keep working so they don't go elsewhere 
Um, so it's, it's, it's easy to say on this end, but with that being said, you know, there's, there's ways to get more leads and to, to get more positive, uh, solid leads. And on the other side, there's, um, you know, there's people that will say consultants, a very common thing among, amongst consultants in general is raise your prices, raise your prices so you can afford me, your consultant. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so Having a clear process does allow you to do that. And, you know, it's funny, in the last couple of years, we've been talking to a, a contractor, you and I, separately. But, um, hey, what's up? You know who you are. But um, in this last couple of years, because he's started to track better around each project and job costing, he, he knows with certainty that he needs to be raising his mm -hmm. prices, right? So that's why having these clarity around what everything is costing, um, you know, as much as possible, change orders, which we're going to talk about in another podcast, is so important to have these things down so that you can, on the front end of projects, charge what you're worth and let, let them know what it's going to cost. It's just you can't let these things go for too long. You can't let your processes slip for too long without getting clarity. Otherwise, you're going to be bidding out unprofitable project after unprofitable project and that's not fair to you or your business that's that's right the most important part of of any detailed estimate or an estimate on a job whether it's detailed or not is having the confidence that you are where you want to be on the estimate side where you can be profitable where you don't feel you're being too expensive for the client um, but not you know too inexpensive to continue the growth of your company and the way you do that, you just mentioned that, is knowing how, you know, the employee job costing, you know, learning from your previous mistakes, getting really good bids from um, from subcontractors, and really knowing exactly what's going to cost. Because if you have that confidence to go in there, you know your worth, you can explain your worth to the homeowner, and that's so important to have that conversation of, here's why I chose this amount, here's what it's going to cost me, here's what it looks like, here's the estimates, you know, the, the bids from the subcontractors, and homeowners are going to appreciate that too. So that's another another thing to know when going into onboarding is if you are uncomfortable with what you're going to you know bid on a job, whether you think it's too low or too high, the homeowner might know that by the conversations you guys have. So make sure you know why you're bidding on a job, you know, the amount you are, and then explain that to the homeowner. And then they may feel more comfortable going with you. That might be $25,000 more than a competitor because the competitor wasn't able to really articulate why the cost was a cost or maybe didn't come across as confident as you. Exactly. And it's all about sharpening up those intangibles when you're presenting numbers, sharpening up, sharpening up clarity for the person so that they know the next couple steps so that they're, you know, you want to be able to win that uh, contract even if you're the lowest or you're not the lowest bidder. And I think that that's a super important thing. We're probably going to talk about that more in future episodes. Jesse's going to be on with me uh, every once in a while on the podcast because he knows about things that I don't. He's seen a lot. Seen a lot, huh? Yeah, yeah, you know, you this industry is a, a difficult industry. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of companies unfortunately fail because whether their administration is tight enough, whether they're estimating, whether you know, a, a lot of things can really factor in whether they just do a bad job or treat customers poorly. Um, you know, I've kind of seen it all. So you know, I'd like to think I have a few ideas on how you can succeed in this business. Exactly. We don't like to 
I don't want to think about companies going under or things like that, but ultimately the economy is very good. The housing industry is pretty decent right now. Um, the bigger problems are around hiring some, you know, and, and keeping good people around and stuff more than just having work. Mm -hmm. We've all got work. So we want to figure out how to do better work and then also to create systems that sustain us, even when the economy is not perfect and, uh, make our company worth something so that if we need to, you know, end our career that we can actually sell it for something. So there's a lot of reasons to get these things tightened up and I uh, really appreciate you guys joining us for the next level contractor podcast. And, you know, we're going to be doing it every Monday at 7 a.m. No bullshit. 30 minutes or less. And I'm extremely excited to uh, talk with you guys next week. This is uh, this podcast is put on by Hook Agency hookagency.com and at hookagency on all the social platforms um, so guys have a great week and have a great Monday alright bye